Welcome, everyone. Welcome to Play Along Podcast, the podcast where we play through games. In today's episode, we are going through uh, a lot of boss fights, kind of a gauntlet of boss fights. Uh, in the last episode, we had just finished with defeating Psychomantis. I <laughs> totally forgot his name for there for a second. Uh, I'm your host, Jared. Hello. I'm here with Ben. Hello. <laughs> and Kai is also with us, too. Hello. <laughs> Um, yeah, I left like y'all a... on mute. I apologize. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> I, I muted my microphone when I was looking for the walkthrough. <laughs> um, yes, in the last episode, we had wrapped up our fight with Psychomantis, and now we're heading towards the underground cave. So, uh, at the very end, Psychomantis had used his last dying breath, his power to move the book- bookcase, allowing us to go into a secret passage that led to this underground base. Um, in that little passage beforehand, there is some ammo and rations, you know, grabbing those are good. Um, going into the underground base, a cutscene happens and you hear the sound of wolves howling around Mm -hmm. and snake says, Oh, those are wolf dogs, half wolf, half dog. And Meryl's like, how did you know that? And he's like, Oh, I'm a sled dog musher. I was like, what? (laughs) No, not in sled dog musher. He said, I'm a musher. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is, you know, is that we all have hobbies. Is that like just like a deep cut from like the original games where there's like a sled dog mission that you had to do, or is that just, just random? No, so that's that's basically um a part of the lore oh. that I don't know if you remember in the first episode I told you there's a a cutscene you can watch on the menu that's the briefing of the mission mm-hmm. and it also plays after that Konami bit when you boot up. Right. And essentially what happened is after the events of Metal Gear Two um, when Snake was forced to kill his best friend, the Grey Fox, and Arby. he had a fight with Big Boss. Um, Snake basically decided he was going to retire, and he moved to Alaska to basically get some tranquility. And mm. from there, he ends up, you know, using his time to, to train wolf dogs. dogs and huskies. How convenient. Mushing. Mushing them? Mushing, Mushing them. yeah. Uh, he does later on in this episode talk to Naomi and refer to his time in Alaska a little bit. So I guess it makes sense. I guess it counts. It's not that random. Um, yeah, and then after that, uh, Meryl goes ahead and she's like, come on, come follow me. Uh, you know, it's, it's pretty dark out here. I could not figure out uh, where to go after this. Like, I was lost for, for quite a while. Uh, yeah, yeah, because this was one of the things, like, my very first note on here is like, right. Meryl, I'll take point, follow me, immediately disappears. By the, the second, like, she walks out of camera, <laughs> she's just instantly gone. Um, yeah, you just kind of... So, I mean, I don't... Do you guys have the night vision goggles? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we do. Correct. Yeah, so that's they, what They I helped use. a lot. They helped a lot in this underground pass. Yeah, so it's it's like... They called it a cave. I wouldn't go so far as to call it a cave. It's almost like an outside area that's, like, rocky. And the, the idea is you just have to, like navigate your way past these wolf dogs um but to get to the next area you have to find the bit that you need to crawl through there's like a gap almost conveniently solid snake sized gap in the bottom of these rock walls that you have to crawl through yeah well it was weird too because as i was exploring this area and i really couldn't figure it out because unless you're like in first person you can't really see this low you know little area that you have to crawl through this hole uh but the walkthrough kept saying like crawl through the hole to proceed and 
if you go straight, that's where the hole, the hole is where you're supposed to crawl through. But if you take a right, there's kind of like this hallway that leads around. And there's a crack in the wall that shows Meryl, like on the mm-hmm. other side of the hole in this wall. And I kept trying to crawl through that wall, but I could not. I realized later that that was not the hole that they were referring to. So that there is a very, very subtle hint as to where you're supposed mm. to go. Um, oh, I think I remember. It was, wasn't was there like footprints or something? It's a little wolf pup. Mm-hmm. You've got the wolf dogs, the adult wolf dogs, will attack you when they see you. But the pup wolf dog basically follows the route straight to Meryl to where you need to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so the idea is that there's no... You've not been primed in any way to... I mean, maybe the rats in the vents, you can follow them to the exit. I don't know if that's like an extension of this, but... Yeah, but they weren't like hostile at any point. Like, I, I'm pretty sure I shot at the puppy dog like a couple times, and yes. then I saw the little heart go above its head, but it's, oh, I guess it's Immediately friendly. Immediately when he saw it, he fired. Which, you know, <laughs> if that's your reaction to seeing a dog. I, got, I was being mauled by the rest of them on my way over here. That's fair, How am I supposed yeah. to know the it's, small one's friendly? Uh, hearts above its head. Well, that was after I'd shot it, which, <laughs> which surprised doesn't make any sense. <laughs> surprised it's friendly after I shot at it. Yeah, it's it's a strange section because you're not really shown where to go and there aren't any mm. obvious mechanics to tell you where to go. And the one person who says she'll be guard point has disappeared. Yeah, she's like, come follow me. I know you don't know where to go, but I know where to go. But also really. like billion dollar secret base with giant mech building things and they couldn't you know i don't know invest in some underground infrastructure that didn't involve crawling through holes not even like man-made holes these are like holes in yeah, the rocks natural holes. yeah these are just natural holes that make their way to where you need to go yeah yeah it's way. um it's strange because once you know the way it's actually super fucking simple oh yeah because you, you make your way back through here a couple times and oh yeah, yeah once you once you go through you're like okay you probably don't even need to use the I mean, maybe night vision goggles because finding there's a second hole you have to crawl through and finding that one without the goggles is, is a little hard. But no, once you've gone through it a couple of times, it's pretty easy to maneuver. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting for sure. Yeah, so you make your way through all this this little this little path that you have to take, following the the happy little pup to the end, and you find Meryl by a level six door. I think there's rations and some ammo over here. Um, but you go to the other side, and Meryl tells you that this area is mine. There's mines everywhere. And she will mark the safe path to show you where to go. And this is like a, I don't know, like a two minute cutscene of just Meryl walking along the path and it shows kind of her footprints of where you're supposed to go, but it takes a long time for her to actually get to the other side. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the reason as well, she's like, Oh, when psychomantis took control of me, um, I was able to see where the mines were placed. Like what? Well, because in, in this... that Meryl also has psychic powers. <laughs> <laughs> in this in this area, there's jamming, <laughs> so the radar doesn't work. Yeah. So you can't use your mind detector because the mind detector will show on the radar, which obviously isn't working. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't follow Meryl. I just used my thermal goggles because they show up on the thermal goggles, and yeah, I, I called I had... and collected them. Yeah, I hadn't realized to use the thermal goggles, and I had walked just the path that Meryl take. I didn't, I didn't run into any of the C four or anything like that until later on when I was trying to figure out what to do. But no, getting through here is pretty simple. Yeah, how did you? What you guys? Because I mean, this is like we made it sound super short, but this is like a good fifteen or twenty minutes of just trying to get through wolves and oh yeah, no, it Meryl takes... disappearing and <laughs> yeah, it, it takes a hot second. 
Um, but after you get to the other side, a cutscene happens, and you see kind of the the scope of a rifle aimed at Snake and aimed at Meryl, and then Meryl gets shot a lot. <laughs> R.I.P. Meryl. Yes, I believe yeah. it's three times. Yeah, it, it's it's mm-hmm. very much just to describe this death. It's a very anime death. If you watch anime, that it's 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 very anime death. <laughs> It's interesting you think she's dead. Okay. No, I don't. Th- well, okay. She's not. I mean, you're dead at the time. Yeah. But at the time, I thought, like, she got shot, like, six times. She, was, she no shot way. at the chest at first. Yeah. Which so is probably she... the last place she should have been shot. Like, right. Like, yeah, maybe... she gets shot. <laughs> she gets shot in the chest and then once in the right leg. And then she the goes arm, to reach for her gun and she gets shot in the arm. Um, yeah. I just, I didn't want anyone who was listening online, I didn't want them to think that Meryl was dead. Because at this moment, Meryl is like, talking no. to you and she's like <laughs> that's why she's like yeah. oh snake like they're using me as bait to draw you out like right. just leave me don't you know save yourself kind of situation and i feel like sniper wolf best sniper in the world maybe could have done it with one you know but she didn't just... want to kill no but she didn't oh, have but to kill just you just have just like disabled her with like one shot and like i'm gonna shoot I mean, you in the elbow and then you're just like you know, I, i'd be down if I got yeah exactly you'd be like i'm not gonna ever move it, it raises the question of you know it's kind of feeding into this terrorists don't actually want to kill Solid Snake because she yeah. had a clear shot of Snake and she didn't shoot him. No, she moved the scope. She had Snake in her sight as she moved over to Meryl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Snake like has that really dramatic, like there's a laser on Meryl's chest and he's like, yeah. Meryl, get down! <laughs> that was, <laughs> that a, was a great impression. That was a good Snake. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and she, don't get me wrong, I know she's being shot, but they really play up the dramatization of her being oh, shot. No, There's definitely. like three different camera angles of each shot. She screams and it echoes for like 20 seconds. And like, then she's like, she's like laying on the ground. She's like, I guess I'm just a rookie after all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so green. I'm oh. so green. Oh, Luke. <laughs> green. Um, yeah, so uh, Meryl gets shot multiple times and she's now laying on the ground. Uh, and now what you're supposed to do is you, you're going into the Sniper Wolf boss fight. But you have to have a sniper of your own to combat with Sniper Wolf. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now you have to make your way all the way back to the beginning of the game, the armory, which is where the sniper is held. Which yeah, this, this is, is wild. Why make you backtrack all the way back to the very almost beginning of the game? That's where the first boss fight was. Yeah, it was just before the Revolver Ocelot fight. Yeah, um, I wild. think... It is a bit wild, and at first I thought I knew the reason for it, but given mm. what happens later on, because they make you trek back through this area twice. Right. Which doesn't make sense, because it, I, at first I was like, oh, they're making me trek back, because now I've got this level 5 access card, there's all these places I can get to, you know, there's these mm-hmm. extra, like... I can get more ammo. I can get right. like I think there's, there's body armor you can get and stuff. So yeah, there's some, there's some items you can get like the cardboard box. The the that the, the diazepam really helps because that helps with your aiming. That is when like you're using the essential. Yeah, yeah. So you pick up some some essential items on the way there. But it's wild that it's like the armory, which is the very beginning of the game. Like the the cardboard box and the diazepam, I think is it's in the nuclear warhead facility, which isn't that far. It's right before the you know where you fought. Uh, raven the first time in the tank mm-hmm. um yeah it's wild to make you walk all the way back to get the sniper yeah i'm not i really can't defend this because even i was i knew it was coming and they said to me like oh yeah you have to go to the armory because i was 
I think I don't know if you guys did this, but you have a mm-hmm. cutscene where Campbell calls you and he's like, "Oh, Meryl, you need to save Meryl Snake. You know, my right. forget the mission, my niece, <laughs> save my niece." Um, and then he's like, "Find a sniper rifle," and instinctively I called Otacon. Mm, that would have been because Otacon was like, you know, I know the area better than you do. If you need anything, let me know. Um. And I was like, I wonder if he tells you where it is, and he tells you it's in the armory. Mm, gotcha. Which but doesn't no... have the fact that you have to go all the way back over there. Yeah, it's it's such a weird because you, you would think that if you're going to have to go back to the armory, there was some kind of shortcut. Yeah. That right. you could it... take that would bring you around to the front of the base, like maybe in the helipad, so right, you could right. kind of come that way. If anything, um, yeah, it's more of a hassle than it was the first time because that area <laughs> that I referred to, where you fight Vulcan Raven in the tank. There's, like, more cameras and just, like, a shit ton of mines everywhere. Yes. So it's, like, it's more of a hassle to get there than it was before. Yeah, because these cameras, there's cameras on the door of the nuclear building. And yeah. then there's two cameras that pan the area where you fought Raven. And when I say the area, there is not an inch of it they don't cover under than underneath them. No, exactly. Uh, chaff grenades are a big theme in this leg of the game. They are very important. Yeah, <laughs> yes. they are very useful. Yes, yes. Let's not uh, talk about chaff grenades too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get to your struggles in a second, Ben. Um, yeah, so eventually you do make your way over to the armory to get the uh, the PSG one sniper rifle. Uh, the area that is in that it's in is filled with. Uh, lasers so you do have to crawl your way through some lasers to actually get to it lasers uh and this one's interesting because maneuvering snake when he's in prone isn't that intuitive it's a little clunky like what like crawling diagonals is hard it is it's clunky but it also is very forgiving like the lasers themselves because you're really only allowed to move like kind of vertically and horizontally right. and then right. you can kind of go in between those very quickly right but like the lasers aren't super touchy mm-hmm. so it's like it's not impossible but it's definitely could be yeah. better <laughs> i even though it was stressful the entire time i made my way through the lasers yeah. pretty pretty easily but i was like how am i supposed to go diagonally through these lasers because snake really only goes like you said in a like four directional uh ways and anything in between that's like you're shuddering kind of just like the, switching back and forth yeah to just, get the diagonal you're just you're slithering you're a snake. You're a snake. <laughs> oh my god! Full circle. It all comes back. <laughs> yeah, it's um, this part is is interesting because the first time I did this, I was fine, and then the second time, I was rushing, and I got caught. <laughs> and if you get caught in that room, it is a pain in the ass because the lasers trip, and it alerts the guards, and they all start running in through the door, and there is nowhere for you to go except past them. But they yeah. will just pile in. Um, but yes, you you get the sniper, and if I remember correctly as well, there's no hint that you should try and get the diazepam. No, I don't think so. I think we just realized it from the walkthrough. It's a collect this diazepam because it's useful when you're sniping because it steadies your aim. But I don't know if there's any hint to needing. That. I don't even think we got it from the walkthrough. I think we were just going through and collecting things, and mm-hmm. we happened to find it. And then when you look at diazepam, it says like, "Oh, stop!" Yeah, shakes from anxiety or something like that. And you just kind of make the, you know, the leap Connection. to be like, "Oh, it's for snipey sniping." Yeah, because it's like if you don't have the diazepam, it's hard. 
Like it's mm-hmm. and it's like it's supposed it's, to replicate like yeah. the swing of the scope, which it does not do well. But because like this game is older, it's very like jittery. It's just yeah. like it's it's you'll be aiming and you'll be on it and it'll be perfectly still, and then suddenly you're just veer wildly <laughs> off to the right, and you're like, what, what? And then it'll just stay there, and then veer wildly to the left, yeah. which you know they hadn't really gotten the smooth uh, the smoothness of it, right? Rotating mechanism that most games use. Similarly to the not uh, smooth polygonals of the characters, there's a little rough edges. Yeah, there. circles were hard. <laughs> always be hard. <laughs> circles are always hard. Yeah, it's like you you'll be aiming with the with the sniper, and like you said, you kind of. It's like he kind of is swaying a little bit, and then all of a sudden, it's like his arm gives way, and you just like move like six inches to the side, and you're like, oh, "Fuck sake!" It's like his elbow slipped a little bit <laughs> while like, he was oh, holding God. the gun. But yeah, this is um, this is the beginning of the uh, well, the actual beginning, I guess, now of the sniper wolf boss fight. Um, yeah. and so. There's like a little bit when Campbell calls you to ask you to help Meryl where he mm-hmm. says about how, uh, I think it's actually Naomi says that, you know, Sniper Wolf, she can wait for weeks without mm-hmm. moving, like she's the greatest sniper in the world. And you get back and Meryl's body is gone. Yeah. Also, all the, the mines that were there previously that, that Meryl were like walking past, like show you the correct way, those are also gone now too. Like you don't have yes. to worry about them. Even if you've hadn't picked them up, because we didn't pick up any of the, the C4, they'll still be gone. Yes, because this is, the, the way this is essentially done is there's like a, a square patch of dirt that leads into like this kind of, almost like a corridor kind of thing to the communication tower where mm. Sniper Wolf is on the first level of this staircase and she has perfect view of you. And so the idea is that you essentially fight her from a distance with this sniper rifle. Yeah. And I think once I got the hang of it, it wasn't like too difficult to do. Like once you get into the plate and get into place, you lay down because Snake has to be prone to use this sniper rifle. Uh, and you get like your first shot on her. She'll like duck and weave in between some of the pillars and she'll go around and hide and kind of peek out. I think at that point it's easier to kill her, but getting up to that, like I got shot a couple times. It's hard mm-hmm. to like, well, the, like the setup is a super long hallway and right. she's on an elevated platform at the end of a hallway. And then there's a room before the hallway that's a little wider than the hallway itself. And then the hallway has like these alcoves in it that you can go into. So kind of our strategy was just to stand on the outside of the like hallways wall and then just kind of look over, shoot and then run back for cover until mm-hmm. she shot. Which seemed to work pretty well. Yeah. Though I will say, uh, she can take bullets. Because <laughs> yeah. you shoot her oh, like yeah, she six takes six or seven times. I mean, Meryl got shot like four times, and she's apparently fine. So, I mean, these are weak ass sniper rifles. <laughs> yeah, this is not a 50 cal. They're just, kind they're of like, yeah, they're just blowing nerf. your arm off. Just like, nerf darts. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, my, my tactic for this one, because I've not played this game for a good couple of years. I have not um, played this game. I was like, what? <laughs> um, and so. I couldn't remember. I knew there was a way to... Because, I mean, the, the the whole idea of the fight is that you're at a disadvantage. Right. Essentially, right. you know, you're you're pinned in this place. I have the, the high sni- ground, Anakin. <laughs> it's literally that. Um, so my... I, th- I think I did something similar to you because I realized that the wall... Because, like you said, that first area is a little bit wider. You can press against the wall when the camera turns so you mm. can see the staircase. Mm. So you can see her laser... 
Right, and, so you can see her laser and where she's aiming at. And when she yeah, shoots. so you have to kind of take advantage of that. And when she's not aiming, you're like, okay, now I can go prone and try and get her. But I, I'm guessing, did you, after you shot, did you go back into cover? No, I stayed. I stayed, like, aiming in. Because that was, yeah, like, yeah. I just stayed there. And I just followed her as she, like, ran back and forth of the platform. And she either, like, went prone like me or she hid behind some of the pillars. But it was easiest to just stay scoped in. If you're aiming at her and you've shot her and you kind of follow her with the scope, she mm. cottons onto the fact you're following her and she'll start to fire off like quick shots. Mm. So rather than sort of, sometimes she'll sit down and she'll take a couple of seconds to aim. But then other times, if you shot her three or four times in a row and you're still aiming, she will like immediately kneel down and just shoot you and you you don't have a chance. You might be able mm. to get one off if you're quick, but it's a lot harder. Yeah. And even when she... If you get shot while you're scoped in, too, it will make the, your, your, your scope that you're looking through be all ajar and move all around and all the place. It's also really hard to move. Like, as you're panning, like, it's really slow. Yeah. So if you do get shot, it, like, pans over to the right. It takes a while for it to... <laughs> like, ah, you're waiting yeah. for it to move over. Yeah. It moves you to, like, a 45-degree angle. I found it was easier if I got shot just to unequipped it. And Right, that's what I was going to say. If you just unequipped it and then equipped it back, it's a lot easier than trying to move the camera back towards where Sniper Wolf is. Um, yeah, one of the, the one of the notes I had on here that I realized was just before is, like, every time... is this? I think we spoke about this last episode. Like, every time they start to empower Meryl, they take it away. Yeah. You know, like she got empowered. She was like, "Yeah, I know the way through the wolves. Yeah, follow like, me. I know the way through the mines." Immediately get shot as sniper bait. Like, uh... yeah. I mean, it seems like even what you were saying, Kai, there's always almost like a step forward and two steps back. Like, man, there's like these these women that are in really powerful positions and they're really strong, but yet for some reason they can't help themselves from being like attracted to snake and flirt with snake all the time. Yeah. I mean, if, if if you're telling the story now, Meryl is a much more interesting character than Snake is. Yeah. Snake has no emotional personality and no real backstory that's interesting, but Meryl's, like, not a soldier but is a soldier and is only there because she wants to, like, connect with her father who's been dead. And, yeah. you know, that is, a, that is an interesting character. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah she let's is. Just, let's just shoot her and <laughs> leave her. And it's not just that. Snake's it's the... the man. I mean, come on. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> It's the irony as well of having this female character who's so belittled being shot by a female character who's betrayed as being so strong. Mm-hmm. You know, because like they're both they're both strong characters in their own sense, but the way that the game portrays it is like a sniper wolf is this badass, hard as nails, best sniper in the world, and Meryl's this poor innocent little girl who joined Foxhound just to get closer to her dad like her dad and now she, look at her she's she's maybe dead yeah poor Meryl man yeah she, she gets shit on a lot in this game she man. does get shit on a lot uh eventually you do beat Sniper Wolf or this part of Sniper Wolf and afterward you can head up kind of that corridor in those little like alcoves up in the corners that you were referring to there's ammo I think there's rations at the very end by the staircase um but as you head to, towards the level six door, a cutscene happens and two guards will show up with their guns and Sniper Wolf as well. And they essentially uh, kidnap Snake. But <laughs> it's funny when, when Snake first meets Sniper Wolf, he's like, huh, a lady sniper? Like he's he's thrown off that the Sniper Wolf couldn't possibly be a woman. Uh, of course, of course he had to say that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I will admit that it was nice to see 
sniper wolf belittling snake. Oh yeah. Because, you know, the whole time Snake's portrayed as like the alpha male, like, you know, he's the guy. And Sniper Wolf is like, oh, look at you, you know, you're trapped. He, and Yeah, but Snake never like lightens up. He's still like, I'll die after I kill you. It's literally the worst like dialogue imaginable. Yeah. Because the, the reaction to Sniper Wolf, because Snake is like, oh, a lady sniper. And then Sniper Wolf is like, oh, three-fourths of the world's greatest assassins are all women. And you're like, that seems like a made-up statistic. That's fine. <laughs> and, then, and then Snake is just super dramatic and is like, I'll die after I kill you. And I was like, "I what? Wait, what does that mean? I don't understand. Yeah, uh, because she also, she marks him. Yeah, yeah. she like scratches, scratches him. Yeah. And then uh, caresses his face and is like, I'll see you soon. And then he gets knocked out. She also refers in that conversation that she asks Snake, do you want to die now or after your female friend? Alluding to Meryl is alive at this point. This is when you figure out, because yeah. her body is gone. So you're like, I mean, they took her body for some reason. But this just confirms that, okay, Meryl is still alive at this point. Somewhere. 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 Yeah. Yeah, so you're knocked out. And next... Sorry, but I was going to say, before we, oh, yeah, before we carry on, um, what did you actually think of this boss fight as a whole because obviously we glanced over how it kind of works and the mechanics of it like right right compared to like you know the raven fight or even the psycho mm. mantis before it like what did you what did you think because it's a I completely think... different change of pace yeah i think so i mean with the theme of this gun and it being like oh you know my obviously the, the game isn't in first person you know where a lot of our our where we're familiar with shooting and guns nowadays is it's kind of this above view third person. So this felt more like a keen to, you know, shooting in games we play now. I mean, it was a kind of a one-on-one sniping fight and you're sniping with uh, Sniper Wolf, where some of the other ones were just kind of, you know, with uh, uh, Gray Fox, which we now know is the cyborg robot. That was a lot of like hand-to-hand combat. Like there was hardly any shooting yeah. in that fight at all. So I think it was a good, it was a good break from, kind of the norm of what we've been doing it changed it up a little bit we i also were... think it was a lot easier than a lot of those yeah like I if agree. you get the diazepam and you hide in the place where she can only hit you sometimes it's right. pretty simple to get a couple shots off every time you aim in and mm-hmm. you know do some damage quickly i mean we've we've spent hours on a single boss fight before and this maybe <laughs> took like I don't know, 10 15 minutes yeah this, so. i would say this one was the easier boss fight but that being said, it was still, like I said, a good change of pace from the other boss fights that we had been doing. Okay, cool. No, yeah, I, I'm not... Where, I don't where, mind where does this... Sniper Wolf land on your, like, Metal Gear I'm not a boss big, fights. massive fan of of this boss fight. Um, I I don't mind it. It's okay. It's just, it just yeah. feels like a standard boss fight, you know? Yeah. And it's it's kind of strange because there are some boss fights in this game to me that really stand out and then others are really mm. forgettable. Like the the boss fight against Raven in the tank is kind oh, of yeah. meh. Don't really like that. Well, it seems like they, they obviously put more emphasis and importance on certain boss fights than the others. Like the yeah, that's Raven, what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah, the Vulcan Raven boss fight some, felt like, like a stepping stone to the next thing. It was more like a, a, a side boss or a mini boss, if anything else. Which is kind of what this is, too. It's like your, yeah. it's like your first taste of Sniper Wolf yeah. and then you're kind also, of... Also, you know she's alive and now because she's the one that knocked you out and captured you so you're yeah. going to have another confrontation with sniper wolf later on so this was yeah, kind of we're like really first bad case. at killing uh main enemies yeah <laughs> really except for psycho mantis 
everyone yeah, else has survived. The, one of the most compelling enemies so yeah. far, in my opinion, and he's the one who died. I mean, they all have really aggressive. I mean, we'll get to Sniper Wolf Snorri. Yeah, Snorri. Snorri. <laughs> we'll get to Sniper Wolf's story eventually, but they're all very sad. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which they, I, um, honestly, yeah. for me, like makes them more interesting and more compelling. Like after the Psycho Mantis fight, I was like, I, just, I, I really want one of them to be like. I just kill people because I like it. That's what I would want. I, I had feel a, bad for I had, a, I had a great life. And <laughs> well, I mean, that <laughs> was kind of what Psycho Mantis was. Right, but, but it, he in, had like in a, a weird way you, history too. Yeah, as I was saying, in a weird way, like, even though you're like, oh, you, you just, you're just an asshole. You want to kill people. But then it like humanizes him because of how his dad was and stuff. Yeah. And you're like, oh, man. And that's, that's a theme throughout every single f- boss in this game. Mm-hmm. Every single boss in this game, after you defeat them, there is this like humanizing story to them. Well, um, I also think that I mean, some games played more into that now with with games like The Last of Us Part Two. Look at us comparing Last of Us to Metal Gear again, uh, but just showing that like these characters have legitimate reasons why they're doing things, and sometimes it's valid. You know, in their opinion, the the reasons why they're doing things, the reasons why they're on the opposite side is is validated for them mm-hmm. that there's not really a bad guy necessarily in this situation no no but um after you get captured you get knocked out by one of the guards that's with sniper wolf and then we are brought to what is easily my least favorite part of this entire game yeah i didn't like it either but for different reasons <laughs> uh, uh no so so you you are essentially I mean, first of all, there is a lot of backstory that is piled onto you. <laughs> yes. Um, so you you awake, and you're not sure where you are. It's like through mm-hmm. Snake's view. It's like a uh, you're looking up. Point. Yeah. yeah, you're looking up, and there's like these medical, medical spotlights looking down at you. And you can hear these people talking, and you recognize Revolver Ocelot's voice. And Sniper if Wolf's I rem- also there, too. Yeah, Sniper Wolf is there. And if I remember... Before the table flips up, they're talking about, um, you know, what they're going to do to Snake. Mm. And, you know, I don't want any repeats like that accident with the DARPA chief. Yeah. Well, they talk about, and, like, wanting to use uh, Snake's DNA to correct, like, this mutation that's happening with, like, the, the genome soldiers and stuff like that. It's a lot. It's yeah. A lot. There's, they, a, there's a lot going on. So they, they essentially say that they want to use Snake's DNA to... Um, to correct something that happened with the genome soldiers because they're not, you know, they're not being the way they want them to be. Mm-hmm. They also explained that the White House isn't giving in to the demands and they are essentially moving forward with the plans to launch the nuke. Watch the nuke, yeah. Um, they confirmed that Decoy Octopus is dead. Um, which kind of leans into that whole theory we were saying about how Ocelot killed the DARPA chief and then Octopus imitated him for unknown reasons to talk to Snake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the table flips up and you are introduced to Liquid Snake, Liquid Snake up close for the first time. Right. And then that is where the backstory gets yeah, cause so he, crazy. He refers to you as like, he's like little brother or should I say big brother? And they talk about like, you, you, and you, him, and Solid Snake being like the only sons of Big Boss. It's like, what is happening? There is so much lore being piled on right now. Yeah. So, I mean, this does get explained later on. This isn't left as a as a loose knot. Oh, okay. Um, but 
yeah, so so far what we know is that Liquid Snake, for some reason, believes that we are his brother and that we are somehow the bosses, like the sons of Big Boss, even though Snake said he didn't have a dad, he never had a family or anything like that. Right. Um, there is this kind of seeds being planted that maybe somehow you're related to the head of this terrorist organization. Um, and then Snake also there. has a British accent too. A poor one. At that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, his accent's not great. Um, <laughs> but he goes off. Oh, well, tell a lie. Sniper Wolf kisses Snake on the cheek. Yeah, it's it's so weird. He like he, oh no no. Sna- well, Snake is like shirtless, attached to this this machine yes, now that we can see yes, it uh, yeah. up. And she she walks up to Snake and kind of feels up his chest and abs before she like leaves the room. And mm-hmm. It's like what? Yeah, so Liquid Snake leaves and is like, I need to go deal with a problem. Um, he leaves, and then Sniper Wolf is like, "Oh, I guess I'll leave you to it, to Ocelot." Um, and then she she fills up Snake, she kisses him, and she's like, "See you soon, handsome." And uh, and Ocelot's like, "Oh, you're not going to stay for the show?" Blah blah blah. Yeah. And then he basically insinuates that Sniper Wolf will not rest until she has killed Solid Snake because yeah. she has marked him as her prey. Is the word I think he uses. Mm-hmm. And then this, <laughs> I don't even know how do you, how do you want to even go about explaining this? Like, oh, I don't know. So, so essentially, Ocelot is going to torture you for information. He notices that you have this this special key card, and you need the other two. And Ocelot wants to know the location to those, but you're not telling him. So, Ocelot's like, okay, I'm going to torture you until you give me this information. Uh, this machine is going to send shockwaves through your body, high voltage current through throughout Snake's body. World's most boring torture. <laughs> and if if he doesn't give in, then he's going to continuously torture him. Torture him. Uh, but wait, there's more. <laughs> and what you have to do during this cutscene, or during this mini game, it feels weird to call it a game. <laughs> well, that's being tortured. But also, that's how he presents it. He's like, he, he I'm not a bad person, so this is a game. Like, if you could make it, I'll like, which just doesn't make any sense. Like. So, You're still torturing so as the shockwaves are going through your body, you are supposed to mash the circle button repeatedly to kind of recover your own health. Yes. And this happens like three times in, in various sessions. Which is funny because he tells us that. Yes. He's like, mash B so you can recover your health. And we're like, wait, what? <laughs> you, you were just talking about torturing us. Um, and he... Yeah, so you, you match circle, and every time it gets it gets the, the the bar that shows the time that you have to withstand the electricity going through your body gets longer each time you do this. Uh, Ocelot also gives you a, an out, saying that if you can't take anymore, you can press the select button. It's always weird when they <laughs> have the buttons there. Also, but if, I love like giving out of torture. Yeah, you can't take anymore. <laughs> I understand. I understand. Uh, but he says if you die, then Meryl's his, or if you give up, then like Meryl's his and stuff like that whatever yeah he also lets you know that if you do die like if you can't get the the button presses enough where you die you do get a game over and you have to restart at your last save yes yes yep. so what it does is it uses your last so like your last hard save rather than your last kind of checkpoint because sometimes when you die it will transport you back to an area like say you entered to the nuclear facility it will take you to the entrance of there rather right, than right. wherever you last saved 
I also, I didn't notice this, but uh, when I was reading through the walkthrough, it also says that he refers, he warns Snake to, not to use auto fire or he'll know. And this refers to like using a turbo controller or like like some kind of modded controller and, and the game would know and it would give you an instant death if you try yes. using like a, a turbo mode or anything like that. I was like, yeah, oh. so so the, the idea is essentially that what they wanted to happen from what I guess, I, obviously I don't know personally, but right. what they what it seems like they wanted to happen is they wanted you to physically go through this experience, you know, because right. the whole point is that Meryl's life is on the line. If you can withstand this, she survives. If you can't, she dies. So you need to be pressing the circle button fast to be able to survive. And so the idea is that if you're using a turbo controller, the game knows how fast you're replenishing your health Mm -hmm. and it must have some sort of threshold or something as to how fast right if you're doing somebody could physically fast they're gonna be like wait hold on yeah um so if you're if you're above that threshold of what it thinks is humanly possible you do just innocently die and he's just like no cheating and kills you that's wild um, but yeah, uh, then if you had to take a guess, uh, if we made it through the torture on. and gave up, what would your guess I'm be? Not there yet. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, okay, hold on. Before you preface this, uh, so you go through kind of three sessions within uh, being tortured, and afterward, you're put into a cell. Uh, after each session. After each session, yeah. If you and if you can't get out of the cell, then you go into another torture session, and it gets it gets harder. It gets subsequently harder. So mm-hmm. on probably like the third session, like the last last round of that third session we didn't have enough health and i was like also at this point i i hadn't put together that if i do give in meryl will die or oh okay i, I don't i don't know that for sure but like he alluded to that but i, I didn't catch that right away and i had, yeah, I had he didn't allude to he straight up no he, you, he, can't he take literally her life is mine okay yes. okay well i didn't i was a big attention he wasn't paying attention but anyways and didn't want to have to restart a save yeah, so literally was he was like, just like i give up I didn't have enough health to survive the last one. So I was like, okay, I don't want to have to restart this all over again. I'll just give in. And he's mm-hmm. like, Meryl's mine. Now. Her blood is on your hands forever. We don't yes. know if she actually dies, though. We know that the ending of the game is changed based on that scene. We don't know how, but... Yes, so I did give in at the at the very end. And I, I personally, I did try to give um, in. No, I tried to not okay. to. <laughs> okay. and, I tried to um, but I couldn't. It got to the point where on I didn't even do one round. Oh. Because each so you have it's like rounds you go through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you you basically I, I thought that's what you meant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he he tortures you three times in three rounds. Correct. And the third time of the first round I gave up because I was like because I knew what was going to happen. I knew it was going to get worse and worse. And so I knew that there was no way I could... Because I, I think I was down to like a fucking like a half of my health yeah. at the end of the last one. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to do another round of free tortures. Because yeah, it we gets were... progressively longer each round as well. Yeah, we were on the, the, the third like session of the last round. Like I had probably one more to do if I could get through that one, but I did not have enough health to be able to proceed. Yeah, so I I did end up submitting as well, unfortunately. <gasps> oh, what oh now? God. Well, he um, did it because uh, I can't go any further. Me, you, I was like, I... if you uh, if you want a, a hint on how to, how to do this, I've actually done this in other games. You get a spoon 
and you run the spoon back and forth on the button, like the curved portion of the spoon, and it'll click it faster than you can click it with your finger. Um, and that will make it a lot easier for anyone listening. There's a there's a fun hint for any video game that has like this kind of mechanism where you have to click it very quickly. Use a spoon. Um, if it makes you feel any better, well, it won't make you feel any better. Meryl does die. <laughs> Um, that doesn't that doesn't make me feel she better. She does die. But <laughs> the, what better. I was going to say is the the ending of the game isn't changed per se. Um the the mm. events still unfold the same way regardless <laughs> of what happens. It's just, it's just funny you say that because in bright red text on the walkthrough it says how the torture session affects the game's ending. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I mean, so what happens is basically it's not a like not a big spoiler or anything, right? But yeah. at the end of the game, you will receive an item. Okay. Um, and does so, that item change depending on what you did? Yes. Yeah. Uh... yeah. So, at the end of the game, if Meryl is still alive, she gives you a bandana, and then oh, if good. you, oh wait, hang on, it's not just any fucking bandana. Was it a if super you... bandana? It's a super bandana. If you play <laughs> the game again. The bandana gives you infinite ammo on any gun that you have. Oh god damn it! <laughs> and um, if uh, she's dead, it's just the piece of flesh where her drawn-on tattoo was, <laughs> and it does nothing. Um, I mean, do you want to know what you get, or do you want to wait? We'll uh, wait. We'll wait. Since we'll we're wait. gonna, since yeah, neither so yeah, of us are gonna fair. get the thing you just mentioned. Yeah, we're not gonna experience that because there's only is dead. yeah, there's only two items. You either get an item okay. from Meryl or you get an item from someone else. So. It's gonna be like it's gonna be like a super earring or like a baseball cap or something like that. <laughs> baseball cap. She gave us a bandana. It was like a super sweater. Baseball cap, and you just unlimited baseballs. I mean, you can't do anything. <laughs> you replaces, can't do anything with it them. It replaces all your uh, all your weapons with baseball. No, all your grenades baseballs. are just baseballs. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. I'd play that. Uh, so, so yeah, how you, did you? Oh yes, because obviously you get into the cell now, don't you? Yeah. Right. So now, at... oh, so now you're in the, the cell. Sneezing guard. <laughs> Jesus. And you, you know realize... who this guard is? Have you realized? Oh no, no, he's annoying. Oh, so he's yes. It's this. There's law to this. He is the same guard that was in the room where Meryl escaped from. He so oh. when he's sneezing. He's like, damn it, that woman stole my clothes, now I have a cold. He's the, uh, he's the guard she's got stripped naked. He got a cold from being stripped naked by Meryl. In Alaska, so. Uh, which is not scientifically accurate. Cold no. weather doesn't necessarily link to you getting sick. But that doesn't matter. Oh, uh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, didn't All know I know that. is he was sneezing every 30 goddamn well, seconds. Well, and how he sneezes and is awful. Wait, I think I, did I, did I write down? You wrote it down the, phonetically how, how it sounds. Mm, so, so I can accurately uh, recreate it for the podcast. I wanted to make sure. Da, da, da. Gotta go to the Metal Gear Solid notes. Oh, yeah, there you go. Uh, oh, no, I have to go to Jared's notes. That's <laughs> it's already fucking up. Uh, oh, yeah. Blirken. <laughs> that a, is that is exactly it. Blirken. It's it's the most like it, if someone asked you what a sneeze didn't sound like, that's what I would. Uh, it it imagines what I sound like. Every German word being yelled sounds like <laughs> is that sneeze. <laughs> yes, because he also. This is what I was alluding to as well. Um, back when the DARPA chief, we was having that scene with DARPA chief mm. slash decoy octopus. And there was that guard who sh- um, shows his face through the gap while you're talking to the chief. Yeah. And he, he goes, shut up in there, will you? <laughs> yeah. He does the same in this. If you put yourself against the wall and knock on the wall, 
he says that same line again and that kind uh, of emphasizes the fact it's the same guard from from that area that's cool i'll give him that that was all that, that's pretty cool i don't know how he got promoted from like maybe they felt bad that he was stripped naked and they were like do you know right. what everyone's seen your junk you were like starfished on the floor like let's put you in the torture room where no one can see you people you know you don't yeah. have to be embarrassed people you don't have to talk to anybody except anything. for other people that haven't seen you naked yeah exactly um so now yeah yeah you're in this cell now but you're not alone in the cell no sitting in the corner is the decomposing body of the, the DARPA chief. actual darpa chief there's like maggots crawling in him and it's it smells bad. It smells like DARPA in there. It smells like DARPA. Gross DARPA. <laughs> Rotting DARPA. But yes. then your favorite incel shows up. And that's exciting. You know. Yeah, well, had you... <laughs> so on yours, did you yeah. did you call him? No, so we didn't call yeah. Otacon. We we called Campbell in the beginning and we talked to him and Naomi about uh the Darpa chief's body being there, and it looked like he had his the blood was drained from his body. Snake kind of questioned Campbell about what he was hiding and everything because Ocelot alluded that Campbell had knew a little more than he let on about about the whole nuclear warhead thing, and it turned out that he knew about all this stuff happening in the first place, but yet he let Snake go in here regardless without telling him this information. Yeah, I believe isn't this. Or is this later on when Naomi's talking about her family and Master Miller appears? No, I think that's in that's in the cell too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that that is a very crucial part. Yeah, because Naomi is talking about her family and Master Miller. Oh yeah, she's talking about she's talking about. Ah, um... oh, what is she talking about? She's talking about her family. And basically, Master Miller appears and starts pulling her up, and he's like, "Wait, I thought you had no family." Yeah, because in the yeah, beginning, we, she alludes to like, "Oh, I, 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 my dad died, my family died, and everything like that." Uh, and really yeah. alludes because Snake rudely interrupts her. He's like, "Tell me about your family," and she's like, "I have no family." He's like, "That's cool, never mind. Let me tell you about my story," and then just goes <laughs> into detail about all the things. And I'm like, "Wait, you asked her?" And then she's like, "Oh." And then just interrupted her, which was wild. I was like, okay. Yeah, because she, she in this part, she says she has no family. It might be later on that she she mentions having a brother. Right. Yeah, an older brother who put her through school. Who's dead and then well now. died. Because <laughs> I was like, of course. Yeah, and then that's when Master Miller comes in and is like, hang on, I did thought you didn't have family. He starts questioning which... her, putting her on the spot. And she's like, um, uh, uh, uh. And also, can't answer the questions. Can everyone just hear these conversations? Yeah, the amount of people like... who come halfway through a conversation, like, it's just like, what? Maybe Lynn steps in at one point. I know, it's like, <laughs> wait, what? You all can hear this? Is there not a secure isn't, line? Isn't, isn't that the whole it? point of having different, like, bands so we can talk to individual people? Yeah, if there's one line where everyone's on there, why do I have to call individual people? a party people? line, everyone's just yeah, a group yeah. chat. It's, yeah, it's not like it. a walkie-talkie. I guess... I guess I guess it's like a walkie-talkie. I suppose if if somebody knows the frequency, they can dial into it. So I, I guess it's just, just listening in, just yeah. waiting. <laughs> I guess the idea is that like snakes talking about. Yeah, I guess the idea is like if May Lin knows Campbell's code, which she would, she could call his code, and then I guess there's like a conference call system where everyone can talk to one another. But it's also well, weird because like it's not like he was introduced to like being in this conversation. Miller just pops in and he's like, "I thought you didn't have family." It's like, <laughs> And it, we should Where say were you anyone, this whole time? For anyone who hasn't seen Master Miller, he's just like 
this crazy dude. <laughs> basic white dude with yeah. long hair and aviator glasses. On all the and time, by the way. Yeah. Never takes them off. Never takes them off. And he's like, Snake, how have you been? <laughs> I just love the idea of him sitting around listening to like everyone's conversations and then is like piecing this together as well as, as we are. And then it's just like, wait a minute. You didn't have family. <laughs> Throws off yeah. my whole narrative. I wanted to talk about that because that is a that is a key part that's gonna come up. Um because that's that's another conspiracy now that's being sowed. So like we've solved this conspiracy of decoy octopus and a DARPA chief. Now we have the Campbell one. Now his his, his... Now we've got the Campbell one and we've got this one of like, well, hang on, what's going on with Naomi? You know, her backstory isn't matching up to what she's saying. And so some things are being unraveled, some things are being solved. And we know that decoy octopus had died remotely from some horrible, I don't know. Phantom heart attack. Phantom heart attack. A phantom pain, if you would say. She's a she's a scientist. Oh, Jared. Wow. <laughs> wow. Thank you guys. I'll be here all day. Is that <laughs> now we know the plot of the Phantom Pain. Yeah, there you go. You're welcome. I didn't mean to spoil it. Sorry, guys. Spoiler alert. Continue. Sorry. Uh, right. So let's. I guess let's talk about <laughs> I don't know who was talking. So, so you guys didn't call Arcon. No, we didn't. Otacon does show because eventually, like the the guard will like, oh, I gotta go to the bathroom, and he'll like run to the bathroom. And Otacon does come in and talk to us, and he's like, hey, he's like, hey, I'm the world's most unhelpful sidekick. Here's three items that don't do anything for you, and it's <laughs> a handkerchief, some ketchup. He gives us a level six access and card. a level six access card. And he doesn't also... open the door that we're behind. <laughs> well, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. He also so tells I... us he's like he's like Sniper Wolf is good. He like she let her she let me feed her dogs or play with her dogs or something like that. And I was like, you thirsty bastard. Mm. Yeah, I he is a bit of a simp, and he bless him. Um, yeah, he, he really is. And I don't mean that like I mean genuinely, he is like you know stereotypical like. Oh, I love women because I don't get to see you in him because I'm too busy watching my Japanese anime. Like struggle, that man. kind of yeah, you know priorities, man. <laughs> priorities. So you um, called Otacon. I called Otacon, yeah, because again, similar to the Finn with the sniper rifle, I was like, well, he was like, if you ever need me, call me, and I was like, well, I'm kind of fucking stuck. I kind of need him, so I called him, and then he was like, okay, I'll be there soon. And then that triggered the scene of the guard mm-hmm. desperately needing a shit and leaving to go and uh, peacefully do his business. And I'm curious how long it took you guys to put two and two together to escape from this cell. Uh, it took us a while because, like I said, you do go through a couple rounds of torture. And after each round, you go back into the cell. And we went to the third round. I think at any mm-hmm. point during that, you can do... Because there's a few methods, there's a few options to getting out of the cell. We actually did one of the methods, yeah, and it didn't work because we didn't wait for the guard to get to a certain point. So if you, there's like a cot in the cell with you, and if you crawl under the cot at a certain point, the guard can't see you, and then he like freaks out and he's like, he escaped, and then he opens the door. We had done that, but he was just like, hey, what are you doing in there? And then we were like, oh well, clearly this is not Peter. What we need to be doing. Hey, Peter, Peter, <laughs> what are you doing in there? Uh, but uh, yeah, that that. That's what you're supposed to do. Well, that's, that's one an, of the options. Yeah. The other option is that you can use the ketchup that Otacon gave you to make it look like that you're bleeding out on the floor. Which is ridiculous. So you can lay down and the guard freaks out thinking you're dead and he goes in and then you can beat him up and, and escape the cell. Which is, again, wild. Why do we need ketchup? Where's you could also just act dead. 
Or you could just like slid open the DARPA chief and crawled inside him like a like a tauntaun, <laughs> wear him like a meat suit, and then haunt the guard. That would have been way cooler. What if he yeah, just I ran away instead? I don't get the um. Ketchup. I don't get why he brings you ketchup. I mean, I knew to use the ketchup. So that's that's my that's my the method, method you did. I, used. Uh, yeah. I wrote this. I wrote this later for a later scene uh, about Otacon. But uh, three different lines in this are Otacon, literally the worst, and then right after that, the worst, and then after that, terrible. And that is still how I feel about him. <laughs> he is poor, literally the worst poor character. He's just trying to. He's, he's just awful. trying to do himself. Nah. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know about this third method because the, the the method I did yeah. was the ketchup. You lay down, you equip the ketchup, you press circle, and the guard's like, "Oh my god, he's bleeding!" He comes in, you kill the guard, and then yeah. you escape. Um, yeah, and the... this is the first time I heard about this method of oh. Gray Fox. I didn't know you could do this. And I, I, is it if you wait long enough? Because I'm not sure. Like, what happens if you do? Make it so through I, all three rounds, you know. It just says if neither works, Gray Fox will eventually show up and destroy the locks. I assume this is like if you try and use the ketchup and don't manage to kill the guard. Oh, he like um, like leaves and locks the door again or something. Like yeah, that. if he leaves and locks because once you use that ketchup, that's gone. Like that's right, a one right. use item. So I'm guessing it gets to a point where the game's like, "Yo, bro, you need to escape." <laughs> well, <laughs> like, we'll give you a little out here. Yeah, we'll we'll help you. We'll help you. You know that person who was trying to kill you before? Please go save your life, which is... Hey, you know, they're not... They're they're friends. They're just, you know... War is no reason to end a friendship. (laughs) Direct quote from uh, from the game, by the way. Oh, yeah, there's a big fin where... um, He talks about his best friend. Yeah, Solid Snake talks about Frank Yeager. Aaron Yeager. He has two friends, and one of them... Both of of them have tried to kill him. (laughs) He's like, Campbell, you're my friend. And he's like, you still consider me a friend? And then he's like... There was one other person, Frank Yeager. Yeah. And, and Naomi's like, who the fuck is Frank Yeager? And he's like, and then Boss comes in out of nowhere in this conversation. Not Boss, but uh, Campbell? Campbell comes in out of nowhere in this conversation. He's like, oh, that's Gray Fox, like filling us in. I'm like, <laughs> stop listening. It's rude. Uh, well, I, anyway. I think I think Naomi and Campbell are in the same room. They're in like a control room, oh, watching this happen. So I like awkwardly to believe... in silence, and we're not talking <laughs> to them, Just playing go fish. I like to think that they're like on the opposite sides of the room too, like not even like, close <laughs> to one another, having yeah. these conversations. God. Uh, so you do eventually leave the cell in in one of these various methods, uh, and now you have the level six access card, so you can go into the other room where you were being tortured. Uh, and there's a black box that has kind of all your material in it. Uh, and this next part I was a little confused about, because when you read the walkthrough, it says that as soon as Snake has all his items and he gets his, like, sneaking suit back on, what you're supposed to do is open up the menu, menu? Menu? Menu, and you will find a timer bomb, and you're supposed to get rid of it immediately. But I didn't have a timer bomb in my inventory, so I was I was really confused of what that even meant. And I continued finding it, so I, was, I don't know if that was an issue. That's or... interesting, because I I was playing... And forgot about the time bomb. <laughs> and exploded. <laughs> Is that it wasn't there. Yeah, I also didn't have my thing. I, I I later on I was in a communications tower and I was like looking at the walkthrough because I was stuck on the situation we'll get to in a bit. And I was like, Oh yeah, the fucking bomb. I was like, Am I just randomly gonna blow up and like what? So and I looked for my, my inventory and it wasn't there. My guess is is that because we both gave up the bomb isn't there and because the walkthrough assumes that you make it through the torture that's when the bomb is there so if you make it through the torture the bomb is in your stuff because 
you know, Ocelot that assumes because, that you're not yeah. going to escape. But because you gave up, they don't put the bomb in there. Or because they're like, oh, he just gave Ocelot up. anticipates your escape and puts a bomb in your inventory. So when you eventually escape and take all your stuff, there's a bomb that you don't realize is there and then you blow yeah. up eventually. Yeah. But we, uh, do you, do you remember like having the bomb at all? Like in your other subsequent playthroughs of this so, game? Yeah. So the, the time I do remember having the bomb is the time that I managed to escape and mm. I didn't give in. Huh? Because there the, there's a specifically, right. I wanted to get, I wanted to get, I got one item um, which is the item we'll get at the end of this gameplay. Um, and so I played it a couple of times. And then I was like, I wonder if you get something different if you save Meryl. And so I managed, fucking took me so many tries, managed to do it with saving Meryl. And I don't remember why. I think I looked in there to see if all of my stuff was there. And there was there is a timer that will slowly go down and you press circle to kind of throw away and it explodes. Mm. Uh, fun fact there's only one thing more terrifying than being told you have a timer bomb in your inventory is being told you have a timer bomb in your inventory and then not being able to find it (laughs) that is the one thing that is worse (laughs) if if what we've figured out is true it should it should stay in there you know like if you didn't submit then time bomb yeah because we spent a lot of time just like trying not proceeding just like staying in here and trying to figure out this timer bomb situation and we really could not figure that out. We never did. And we just moved on. Yeah. We lived our life. We lived our life. That's uh, it. That's all you can af- do. After this, you're you're you make your way back on the 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 B one floor of the tank hangar. Uh, and now that you have the level six access card, there's some rooms that you couldn't get to previously. There's some items that you can get. Um, like the in the warhead storage facility, there's cold medicine and Because get- now we have the cold. Yeah, and we now have, we're sneezing. Yeah, snakes like sneezing. Apparently, I don't know. Which, which is, is really scientifically in... accurate, I guess, because of the guard. He was around. Yeah, there. we we have now caught the cold instantaneously. <laughs> this is an aggressive virus. <laughs> there's no there's no incubation period on this one. I'm, I'm triggered. You said virus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the other the other uh, item you can get is body armor, which came in handy so much during this playthrough. Stupidly much. It's dumb that you have to equip it because sometimes you need a different item for that slot, but you're like, I also need body armor. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta make a choice, man. You gotta weigh up. Like Life is all about decision making. <laughs> well, I don't want to make decisions. I want things to be easy. You can't hold the key card and put on body armor at the same time, Jared. Everyone right. oh wait, you definitely can. Never mind. <laughs> Only in this game you can't. Snake is terrible at multitasking. He really is. He's yeah. just he's he's capable of everything. Right, right. Um uh, after that, you actually have to make your way back through the wolf cave again. Mm-hmm. Uh, except this time, now that Otacon had given you uh, Sniper Wolf's handkerchief. Not how uh, wolves work, by the way. The wolves can recognize the smell and are friendly to you. Wolf dogs. Sorry, uh, sorry. Wolf don't, dogs. Don't, don't approach wolf dogs thinking if you have the t-shirt of the owner, you won't be mauled. Uh, <laughs> That's just some life advice. It's yeah. not how it works. You will. Do we need to say die. like GI Joe on the end of it, like a yeah, they PSA, will, like they, <laughs> will, they will rip out your throat. They are ruthless. Uh, yeah, yeah so don't now, approach wild animals. That's no, just no. that's that's the the, the less. Also, Otacon's love for this woman that he barely knows is so upsetting. That's what you were saying. He's simping for. He's, oh, he's, he's a super simp. He's the worst. He's like, I love her. I was like, you don't even know. She's like, she let me feed her, her dogs. Like, I love her. What's her real name? Her first name's obviously Sniper. <laughs> and her last name is Wolf. Duh. 
Yeah, Otakon is a, is a interesting fellow. Um, he was simpin be- before simpin was cool. Oh yeah, yeah. He's the hipster of simpin. I still think he's the bad guy. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not ashamed. I know we're supposed to like him, but I don't trust him. He's too. He's too sketchy. There's what a part that's do? coming up that's a little too convenient for me to believe mm, uh, that revolves okay. around an elevator. Uh, that I'm just like, really, really, we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm so, <laughs> so you head back through the level six door at the end of the underground passage, and now you have to make your way and climb up the communications tower. Uh, yeah, yeah. You do get that weird little PTSD flashback of Meryl being shot. Yeah, it's like this just happened, and you have to watch Meryl die all over again. They're just reminding you what's at stake. Yeah, I I know she's dead already. It yeah. doesn't matter to me. I don't need to see the cutscene. I understand my mistakes. Yeah. I don't need to see it. Watch her die all over again, just to make me feel bad. Um, so uh, you go through a corridor and you make your way through another level six door, and immediately when you go through this door, the camera will see you. It'll activate a little cutscene of these guards chasing you, and that will set up this event where you have to climb the tower while these guards are chasing you. Uh, and in my experience, this sucks. <laughs> yeah. The the idea is that uh, the camera has seen you, and you are now being chased by multiple soldiers. Um, and there are two options that you can go about this. I went about this the first way, which was kill everything. That's that's the way I, I did it, which seemed to help. But in the walkthrough, it's like, don't kill anything. It's not worth it more. We'll just come. And I was like, oh, okay, that's good. Yeah. That's yeah. So when I, when I had to do this the second time, <laughs> I was like, do you know what? I'm not going to do it. Let's test the walkthroughs. And the walkthrough theory, it does actually work. Because if you run up the wow. stairs, because what happens is, so basically you equip body armor, you run up the stairs, right? And they'll shoot you and they take a very, very small sliver of health if they shoot you. But because some follow you from the bottom, some come from the top. That's what, right? I, that's what I was going to say. Is like there's, there's guards at the top that if you get close to them, they like knocked me on, on the ground. They like punch me and it knocks me down. If you time it very right, as you're running up towards them, you can press square. Snake judo throws them down the stairs and uh, knocks the guards uh, down the stairs and uh, gives you a bit of time to run. That was my issue. I did this a couple times because I kept dying, for one. And... Because my method was the same as yours. I just shot the the ones chasing me from below got close and I would shoot them. And then there I'd have to stop because I have to kill the one that's above me, which would allow the ones below me to catch up. It was Yeah. I started the section and oh, I, yeah. I killed like ten guards just running around the circle in the bottom room and I was like, Oh hmm, bless you. <laughs> this is this is not what we're supposed to be doing, because I thought eventually they'd stop, but nope, they just got a whole army that will come after you continually. And I was like and then I died and I was like, All right. Well, that's enough death for one. Pass me the controller. <laughs> He's like, I'm the controller. You can have. This. Yeah, this is the this is the one time the famus comes in handy because that fully oh, yeah. is just like. Mm. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't because like it, it's so hard to aim that thing. I feel like you have to hold square and then you start it's shooting. Spray and pro. I guess so. Running and You're shooting basically, is never worked for me. No, what what I wasn't running and shooting. What I was doing is I was running up the stairs and then when there was three or four at the bottom of the stairs chasing me, I'd turn. And just hold square, and Snake would lock on fully auto kill them. And then I would run to the bottom of the stairs, and when there was a guard above, I'd get a little bit close, and then just fully auto. And the, I guess it's it's a bit different though because I've had a lot of experience with the shooting system in this game, mm-hmm. uh, and the shooting system in this game is very very finicky. Oh, it really is. I I had I was looking at gameplay for the Twin Snakes one, and I was actually looking at how you can shoot in first person. I was like, this I feel like breaks the game at, at this point. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh yeah, it changes it completely. Oh, it changes it completely. <laughs> um, so you eventually continuously climb up the stairs. Eventually, you'll get to a level six door. Uh, what I did was I passed this door first, which is what you're supposed to do because the the door is frozen shut and you cannot get into it unless you see for it from the other side. Whatever. Uh, but I ran past it and I was like, you know what? Maybe that level six door is where I was supposed to go. I went up like maybe two flights of stairs before realizing that. Then went back down and had the cutscene with Otacon where he's like. Oh, you can't go through this door. It's frozen. And then I died. And I was like, I hate this so much. <laughs> yeah. So the, the idea is that that door has been exposed to the elements of Alaska. And so has kind of frozen and is unable to move because it's like an automated door. Mm-hmm. None um, of those so other you... outside doors uh, had this problem, by the way. But just this one. Just this just one. That, just that one. Yeah. Yeah. And you're supposed to uh, essentially run all the way up the stairs. And then there is a ladder that takes you to the roof access um, and then there is a bridge you can climb over to get from one control tower to the other. And then the idea is you're meant to go down that control tower and get to the underground base. Correct. Um, and I just want to say the second time I did this, um, when I wasn't killing the guards, they chase you up the stairs and you go up the ladder and then it just stops. They, there is no follow. They don't, they don't uh, shoot at you while you're on the ladder. They don't follow you. Letters. Oh, Everyone right. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's that's actually why. so fun fact about this game. Uh that's actually the gene issue that they oh. refer to uh is ladder that's... blindness. It's a serious problem. <laughs> and they know that Snake can see ladders and mm. use ladders mm. and understand their function and they're like, "Man, we really need to get this DNA so we can we can put that in our soldiers so yeah. they can see ladders." You got locked down that chromosome. There's obviously something yeah, going yeah. on, yeah. you know. Yeah. Ladders are an issue. Yeah. It was the difference. With, what about the, the stairs? Are fine though, because stairs stairs are, stairs are fine. Oh, okay, just yeah, it's just la- they literally cannot so see them. Vertical stairs are an issue. Mm-hmm. Vertical stairs, mm-hmm. big problem. Uh, also, escalators are those good? Uh, no, oh no. wow, that's like the that well, is like the stairs. that is like the ladder of stairs. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's like they got like a like a like half blindness. Like it's gray mm-hmm. instead of being in color. Like they can't really. Oh, they I can't. See, there's like a depth perception issue. You see that, um, like, uh, that scene in Elf where he tries to use the escalators, that kind of works. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's based, that's actually as- based on the genome. <laughs> <laughs> Little aside here, I've always wondered in Star Wars, uh, they made clones, but they made a clone after the same person. So if that person had, like, a deep-seated fear of spiders, like, all the clones would have a weakness. They'd be, like, all arachnophobic. Uh, which is what I feel like it would happen if you make like genome soldiers is that all the issues of the one person you're basing it off would also one. carry on to the, all the generations of genome soldiers. Little did you know that the first soldier had a fear of heights and ladders, and that's why none. And that's why none of them can do ladders. Oh. We're answering the. See, it makes the, sense. These are the hard questions. <laughs> if the original stormtrooper had the gene for being very very poor at aiming a gun that explains he had why a he, entire he has like bad sight <laughs> yeah they all need glasses they just they never need that diazepam that's why they're always <laughs> they're, they're just a wreck uh yeah uh well <laughs> after you get onto the roof you try walking across this bridge and liquid snake will fly over and he will destroy the bridge in his little helicopter uh the it's high not a little time. helicopter it's a yeah, well, it's, it's an a... attack helicopter bro. it's actually not really a bridge Kind of no, it's more of like a metal construct. Yeah, it's like a giant satellite. That he... The walkthrough says bridge, so I'm going to trust well, that. There, there is a bridge. There is a bridge there, but um, yeah, it's um, it's yeah. What is a bridge anyway? <laughs> this is the infrastructure podcast where we talk about uh, infrastructures. Yeah, but yeah, it destroys the bridge or 
whatever it is, giving you access to the other side. And now you have to equip the rope, which I believe you got either right on the top of the or the roof or right before that. I don't remember when you actually get the rope. Um, it is where the camera sees you. Yes. Literally, oh, yeah. Like right you, in the beginning. As you the run through, the that. camera sees you. So yeah, if you run past right that, you now have no rope. Um, and you physically can't get off of this. Uh, mm. Because what will happen is. So he shoots down the bridge and you're like, oh, well, shit, I can't cross. I'll go back down. And then you go to go back down and he shoots the door and you can't go through the door. So you're just stuck on this roof. Um, So I guess at this point, if you don't have the roof, uh, the rope, I guess you're just fucked. Then what happens? How do you go back down? You die. You just die. Yeah. Well, that's sad. Because he will will sweep in and do like machine gun fire. So Uh, I mean, you have C4s and stuff. So. Yeah, if you do have the rope, you now have to propel yourself down the side of this infrastructure, which is kind of like the the beginning or like the first part of the boss fight with Liquid Snake in the attack helicopter. You now have to uh, yeah sh- shimmy your way down the side of this this building without getting hit by. It. There's like steam or which doesn't make any smoke sense. coming out of the sides, and if you get hit by them, that like hurts you. All while Liquid Snake is shooting at you with the helicopter. I had more trouble with the steam than I did with the high-end Oh, hundred percent. And honestly, if you just like keep tapping X and jump down, like and get hit by the steam, you'll make it down. I got hit by every single steam on the way down there, and that was perfect. It only takes like half your health overall. You just ration when you get down, and you're fine. Yeah, you you just go all the way down. You'll be you'll be good. Yeah, this bit it's not hard. You get you have one of those weird like full full breaking cutscenes with Campbell when he's like press X to jump and then hold circle to move. And you're yeah, like, okay. You made a comment and you're like, out of the things that you do tell us, this was not something you needed to explain. No, no, yeah, that is exactly what I said. I was like, there are so many points in this game where like someone coming in on radio telling you like this is what you should do makes a lot of sense. This is not one of them. I was like, no. This this is the only time in which I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty confident I could have done this without without any help, but whatever afterward yeah. near the near the end of that uh you'll now run back into the communications tower tower b um and in here you can grab the stinger the stinger rocket launcher and missiles that go along with that which is going to be an essential item used to fighting the attack helicopter well there there is a wee bit before that a very very small bit just a wee just a wee bit you have the um so you rappel down and you're now in front of the door that was blocked Oh yeah, right, right. You can see for um, so you can see for that door. and get through. But then when you turn to run to the other communications tower, because you're now on this weird little halfway down bridge instead of mm-hmm. the full roof bridge, um, there are three soldiers at the end. I remember you did this a lot because you just sat there with, just, the, with the missile launcher and shot them with missiles. Uh, that did not work, by the way. In case anyone's curious, I used. The, did it not? No, the previous missile launcher. Eventually. Uh, with the, the Nikita, control. yeah. Yeah, the yeah. Nikita. I used that. I hit them several times, and they did not die. They just like keep coming back. Uh, which was unfortunate. So then I used a sniper rifle. Oh, yeah. To quite some success. Uh, and killed them all. Finally. That's I used the Nikita. And you just sucked. Good for you. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I, just, I, don't, I don't know I, what I, I did wrong. But... Is, it, it, they're weird, because like, cause there's like a blast radius on the Nikita, so... You have to hit each of them three times, mm. um, so it takes a long time. But if you if you aim for because they're like in a row, well they're like in a pyramid kind of. System. Yeah, there's like kind of two in front and then one behind them. Like yeah, if you hit my them. issue is I can hit them 
and I was just standing like at where because the door faces directly in the platform where they're standing there's like a long pathway uh and they're at the end of it and I could hit them with the Nikita and two of them would bounce down but they would shoot me and we had very low health so we would just die so what I ended up doing you go left if you walked all the way left it was just like an outcove area and you could aim between the bars of like the the fencing that is put up between these two areas and I just shot them (laughs) through the two like gates I just killed them all that way. You really just cheesed it at that. Yeah, point. I really, I did. yeah, it was whatever could work. <laughs> I mean, fair. Yeah, yeah and then you you it. you run across the bridge, and uh, lo and behold, the high D appears again. Um, and now you dash into the other communications tower where right. you originally wanted to get to, and this is where my personal problem started. <laughs> Uh, I would like to note that you called it the Hind D, which is the appropriate and correct name I, for it. I'm sorry, okay? I thought it was the Hindi. He called it the Hindi, and I was like, that's religion. And he was just kept saying, he's like, I have to kill the Hindis. And I was like, please stop saying that. That is that is not appropriate. Uh, I didn't know it is the, the Hind D helicopter. So, so there you go. We all learned something. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yes. So you, you enter this new <laughs> communications tower. And you know that basically you need to go down to the ground floor to leave the communications tower to enter this area that's going to take you to the base for Metal Gear. And so you try to go down and lo and behold, wouldn't you know, the staircase has been destroyed. And even though, I mean, I feel like I could clear that gap. It's not a big gap, but Snake can't do it. Or even like clear the gap. Like you can probably like... Everyone knows that snakes can't jump, guys. <laughs> the part where it's broken is like right before the ground floor. You could just like climb off, like hang off the stairs and just drop. Uh, yeah. So the, the, another misnomer of this game is that the names that they're given are their strengths. It's actually their weaknesses. Uh, he's named Snake because he can't jump. So that's why. Okay. <laughs> Learning stuff. Fun man. fake facts with Kai. <laughs> that's the that's gonna be my portrait. That's a new segment we're introducing here called we'll we'll make like a little jingle. That completely completely it. made up things that yeah, don't yeah. pertain to the actual fake fun facts with Kai. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> we'll make a jingle, don't worry. Uh, next week. <laughs> all right. Uh and then so your you, least your least favorite character returns. Yeah, you, you go back up and you're like, okay, I guess I'll just take the lift. Um, and so you run towards the lift and you hear this like scuffle that's very obviously Otacon. It's got Otacon's <laughs> voice. So you're like, oh, that's Otacon. And Snake pulls out his gun. He's like, I wonder who that could be. Um, and lo and behold, you turn around and Otacon's like, don't shoot, don't shoot. You know, I'm just here. I can't remember why he's there. He was following us. Oh, yes, because he doesn't want us to kill Sniper Wolf. Yeah, he's yes. like in love with her. So he's like, I'm not, I don't want you to kill Sniper Wolf. Also, ridiculous. this cutscene won't activate unless you go to the bottom of the stairs. And then Which, is so Which is bullshit. Because the second yeah. time that I had to do all of this, I was like, I'm not going downstairs. I know what I have to do. <laughs> <laughs> nope, you have to do it. You have to see that you only have one option. Yeah. And even that option doesn't work because of Otacon. So... Yeah, so the the lift is broken. Um, And so Otacon's like, I can fix the lift. After he has this speech about how he loves Sniper Wolf and begs you not to kill her, and you're like, it's a power field, I'm going to kill her. She's a good person. She's just misunderstood. I mean, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, In a way. I mean, she did kill a A shit ton of people. Mm -hmm. Um, Haven't we all? And shot Meryl several times. Haven't we all? (laughs) 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 Um, so he explains that he can fix the elevator 
um, and Snake's like, cool, while you do that, I'm going to go swat a fly or deal with something. Yeah, he says he, something. It's he like says a really shitty one liner. Swat a fly. And he's referring to fighting Liquid Snake in the helicopter. Yes. Um, this is where my problems began. <laughs> mm. Do you guys want to go first and explain what yeah, should yeah. happen? Yes. Go so ahead. so you go uh, up up a staircase. A lot of staircases. It's, not, what, what, it's just one staircase. Around like a okay, it's one continuous. You're going up a building, pretty much is what's happening. And, and as you go up, uh, every two staircases there are cameras. And the, f- the first time there's one camera, and then there's two cameras. And these are the turret cameras that you right. experience through the game. So they see you, and then they shoot you. Uh, and there's two cameras, and then there's three, and then there's four, and then there's five, and then you finally get to the top. So there's right. five cameras is a lot of cameras. And what we did yeah. was uh, we used our endless supply of chaff grenades because we <laughs> intelligently collected them beforehand and conserved them as one should uh as nice well as like mm-hmm, as well as ensured that our health was at a point in which we could survive maybe the potential camera there was not this much uh, thought process by the way we are deeply intelligent and prepared individuals uh, and professional game players and we made our way up the stairs with quite ease now ben what, what happened with you hmm? Uh, see, I I have the smooth brain. Um, <laughs> smooth, smooth brain. I basically I, what I've boiled it down to is my overconfidence with this game and how many times I've played it led me to over excessively use my chaffs and my rations because I knew what I was doing, quote unquote. <laughs> and so, essentially, what happened was I found myself in this situation where I didn't have enough health to withstand the barrage because i mean these cameras if all four of these cameras shoot you it oh, is it like a, a barrage of bullets yeah right? it's a lot also we had the we had the body, having the body armor on also helps helps which i don't yes. did you have the body not the armor? first time not the first time right so i had no body armor i had uh, a quarter of my health i had no rations and no chaff grenades half a chaff grenade <laughs> and <laughs> so i was like Okay, we'll we'll give it the old, you know, give it the old try. Um, multiple tries later, I was like, you know what, fuck this. I'm going to go all the way back to the other communications tower using the door that I just cleared. Maybe rations are there. I can get some health because even if I don't have chaffs, yeah. if I have enough health, I can withstand it. Uh, no, no rations, no chaffs. And so I was stuck in this infinite loop of dying and not having enough health to make it through and so i had to revert back to an old save that i luckily made i'm i don't know why i've never thought of this before but i only ever use one save file which in hindsight is probably a bad idea i Um, save so much (laughs) well so I, i save often but i save it to the same file right because mm-hmm. it's possible to overwrite the file or to create a new one. Um, so I accidentally created a new one back during the armory after the fight with Revolver Ocelot. Oof. So I had to relive everything all the way through the Raven fight, the Psychomantis, Meryl Sniper fight, going all the way back, the torture sequence, like everything. Oh my God. Like you had already told us the story, so we were primed that your your woes that you had to go through. But sitting here now and having a conversation just about this section made me realize how much game you actually <laughs> had to play through. Yeah. It was... Yes. Yeah. I literally so so to to put it fully out. All right. I I 
my save file was just after Kenneth Baker dies, after the cutscene with Grey oh, Fox. No. So, so you... I had to I had to go all the way back through. I had to re-meet Meryl. I had to do the Raven fight. I had to uh, redo the Grey Fox fight with uh, Otcon, meet Otcon for the first time. I had to do Psycho Mantis. I had to go through the cave, watch Meryl get shot, go all the way back to the armory, <laughs> get the sniper rifle, come back, defeat Sniper Wolf... I didn't even bother trying to stand the torture. As soon as it started, I didn't even press circle. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I give up. He's like, the she torture like, hasn't started. <laughs> like, I give up. <laughs> that was literally what happened. As soon as it was there, I was pressed. I was like mashing select, oh, and he was just like, I give up. <laughs> and and then I had to escape from the cell, go all the way back, and redo all of the stuff with the soldiers on the staircase. Um, wow. And yeah. That's so much. Now what I do is I alternate my save files. So every time I save, I save to the first one, and then the next time I save to the second. So I always have ones that are not too far away, maybe like an hour or two, um, yeah. as opposed to the six hours or so I think I had to... But because I've skipped all the cutscenes, my mm. gameplay time is on like three and a half hours. <laughs> there you go. Speed, speed run. Speed, I think you're speedrunning Metal Gear at this point. Apparently, yeah. Um, but you you make way up the stairs. Now I have the body armor, which is super super helpful. Yeah. Um, I want to say in the walkthrough, it tells you you can stinger these cameras and blow them oh, up. Interesting. Does not work. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe it works in Twin Snakes, uh, the GameCube port. But right. in the PS1 port, you stand at the bottom of the stairs, and Snake does not aim the stinger high enough for you right. to use it. I tried shooting them with the sniper. I don't know why. I, I, don't I, know. Yeah, I yeah, tried everything. I was, I was using grenades. I was using the cardboard box. I was using the sniper rifle, C4. I, I tried to <laughs> stun grenade them. I just love the idea of you like finally resorting to using a cardboard box and just like slowly climbing up the stairs and then immediately getting <laughs> shot yeah. and just I, being like... I more like the idea of like like Snake at the bottom of the stairs just throwing all his like <laughs> equipment and like he's taking ah! his shoes off too. He's like, I have nothing left. Well, so the thing is... I, I thought the cardboard box was maybe a saving grace, right? Because the cardboard right. box is like this meme of the Metal Gear franchise, but it's also a trope. Like, there's so many times in the Metal Gear franchise that the cardboard box is the, like the, the MPV that people don't realize. <laughs> and so I thought, you know what? Maybe Kojima and the team were like, if someone finds themselves in this situation with no rations and no chaff grenades, they can use the cardboard box and, you know, save themselves that way. No. Um, and I was saying to you guys, you know, like, I feel like this is partly my fault for being a bit overzealous with the chaff grenades and stuff. But it's, but also, it's like... also, yeah, it's also because I came back to this, I stopped um, and then came back two days later and was like, you know, maybe rations have respawned now, the system's booted down and I've turned it back on. And I thought maybe even in the other tower, maybe they'll respawn. There was nothing at all. Yeah, this um, is why we have QA teams, people. For this yeah. reason specifically. So there's not blatant holes in games where people can get stuck for no reason. Yeah. I mean, you say that, but then, like, it's happened to me when I was playing Fallout 4. I got stuck in a death loop where there's a scene where you have to go into an airship and plant bombs to blow it up. And I was coming down the staircase, and there was guards at the bottom of the staircase. And what happened was the game auto-saves as you come down the ladder. 
So I was stuck in this death loop of reloading the autosave, coming down the ladder and dying, mm. and then the game reloading, coming down the ladder and dying. Oh yeah, I, I can actually tell you why that happened. Um, it's because Fallout 4 is not a good game. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Hold on here. Let's, uh, let's cool our jets. I mean, it's no New Vegas. Oh exactly. my god, you people are the worst. New Vegas. Fallout but- 4 is a great game. Fallout Jared 4 is, is a great game. bitter and sad and lonely. <laughs> also, he loved Outer Wilds. You know why? It's because it was made by Obsidian. Worlds? Outer Worlds? Worlds. Outer Worlds. Outer Worlds. It was made by Obsidian, who made New Vegas. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I've had to sit for years and listen to this man shit on Fallout 4. No longer. Listen, no, Fallout 4 is a good game. Okay? Mm-hmm. And it's not that one specific scenario isn't a Fallout 4. I feel like that's just a trope of Bethesda games. Mm-hmm. You want to tell your Skyrim other... story, Jerry? Yeah, I was going to say, there's been, other, <laughs> there's been other Bethesda games uh, like when I, I think I was playing Fallout 3, it happened to me. It even happened to me in New Vegas. Like, yeah, It's I'll... just something about Bethesda games. I had my Skyrim uh, story about this. When, I got, when you get to the first town, I uh, killed the ch- a chicken and the whole town decided that I was... Oh, yeah, they do not like that. No. They do not like that. Uh, but as I was leaving the town, it like had the autosave. Like, oh, you're going to a new area. But right as it autosaves, I got shot with an arrow and died. And then every time I booted up that save, I just got a shot with an arrow and died every single time. It's, it's just... I don't even think it's purely Bethesda games. It's just Bethesda games I seem to experience them the most. They just do it on purpose just to mess with people. Yeah. But, yeah Attack so anyway, helicopters. So... <laughs> I got stuck in that loop. I had to go all the way through. I deliberately preserved some chaff grenades. I had the body armor. I managed to make it through. And you get up to the roof. And I this... liked this boss fight. I was going to say, this is actually a really, really good boss once, fight. Once they figured out how to actually do it and use the, the stinger missile, Kai shaking his head no, but I don't this agree It's literally that. impossible. I really like this boss fight. I did not. Oh, okay. Okay, so... Uh, I, I want to get into your two differences, but let's just okay. the the context of the best of the boss fight is that you are on the communications tower B, which is the one that you need to use to get down to the ground floor to get to Metal Gear. On the roof is Liquid Snake in the hind D, and he is circling around the roof, and you use a Stinner missile, which is a lock on missile. Lock on. Yeah, you lock on to him, you shoot, and you blow him up. He takes a lot of hits, but yeah. he will switch between machine gun fire and he will also launch a parade of missiles at you at certain points. He even does this thing where he disappears from view. Yeah, he just like flies you... a little bit lower so you can't see him, but he's still like but... uh, your maps. You have, he's on the maps. So you can see where he's Yeah, going he's on the game. radar. He's a pink dot on the radar. You can still. And if you use the stinger, because there are squares on the stinger like to the helicopter, one for the front, one for the middle, one for the back. The squares stay there, so you can still see him. Right. Even with that. Um, I like the boss fight, personally. I feel like it's a little bit long. Yeah, it could probably be a little bit shorter. Yes, but... I think, but... Go ahead, Kai, all, why don't all in you all, like... It's a good boss fight. Uh, I will start by prefacing with uh, we are Solid Snake. He is Liquid Snake. Where is Gas Snake? <laughs> this is the real question I need to There answer. is actually a Solidus Snake in Metal Gear 2. There you go. Gas Snake. Gas Snake. <laughs> um, well, there you go. Perfect. Thank you for answering my question. Now this is a good boss fight. Uh, well, no, I'm not answering it. <laughs> still absolutely garbage. 
uh i just why why the the stinger interface is impossible to see and it looks like a tank game from 1987 and also helicopters fyi are not strong they are very fragile and things go wrong all the time with helicopters so if you shoot it with one missile it's not gonna be like oh, i'll just fly around and you do this like 50 times because it's impossible to kill him and you have to you have this tiny little roof to run around and that's it and i was very frustrated and i don't like it uh i i, I second your frustration at first because until you get into like a flow of what to do it was frustrating so my method was was to shoot him with the missile and when he shoots you he will come into a barrage of of uh, machine gun bullets so we shoot him with a missile and immediately hide behind there's kind of like a i don't know like, like an air vent. console like an, air vent or something yeah. you hide behind that and then you just do that over and over again uh and then he'll like again when he launches his, his missiles depending on what side you are just hide on the opposite side it's like a dance you do this little dance with this helicopter and and once you get into a flow of it it was pretty fine for me it's pretty smooth sailing but up until that trying to figure it out we did die a couple times my issue is that the it is tedious though the helicopter's movement is just slightly faster than oh, your like, ability to like scroll over using the d-pad yeah so it's just it's like that always out of your reach so unless you can really guess where it's gonna be and then kind of aim there and then shoot your rocket it's just like why 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 can't it just be a little bit faster um okay so yeah i i mean i understand what you're saying i do um but you're still wrong. But you're wrong. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm trying to work out. You know, maybe it's because of how much I've played this game, but because the I I take advantage of the lock on. So mm. if you hover over the boxes on the attack helicopter, yeah, they glow red. Yeah, and then you can press square, and it doesn't matter where he moves once you've locked on. As long as you're locked on when you hit square, the missile will follow. And as long as there's no like anything obscuring it, because he does yeah. fly like behind the other, like the broken rubble of the other building too, and you can still lock onto him, but the the missile will just explode hitting all the rubble. Yeah, and stuff like that, so. but I mean, I do, I I agree with your frustration, and I agree that it is a tedious boss fight. Um, and it definitely lasts longer than it should have, considering we blew yeah. up a tank with three grenades. <laughs> yeah. Um, we shouldn't have to shoot a helicopter with fifteen missiles. There is there is, is ammo too. So if you get worried running out of ammo, there is more uh, stinger missiles on the roof. Yeah, helicopters yeah. are just aluminum and magic, and that's how they work. <laughs> he's not they're, wrong, and he's flying gonna... it in a blizzard. So yeah, that's, there could be true. a bug that flies into that thing, and all of a sudden it's system failure, and he's hurtling towards the earth. So I just don't. It's a super helicopter. It's, a super, it's the it's the Hindi, apparently. Oh, that's okay. We'll do that. <laughs> uh, eventually, you, you do defeat him. Yes, you do defeat uh, Liquid Snake. Our brother, helicopter. our brother, who will not let you forget it during the beginning of this fight. <laughs> that we're related. Uh, and afterward, after the battle ends, Otacon will call you and inform you that he did fix the elevator. So uh-huh. now you have to do the same thing. <laughs> Hopefully, you have chaff grenades and uh, um, health to make your way back down the stairs. Which another thing with the controls of this game when you're moving up the stairs i kept getting like trying to round the corner of the stairs i kept getting stuck on the side and the camera would move like i'm gonna try to look through there but when you're going down the stairs all you have to do is hold down yeah and it doesn't seem, make any sense it seamlessly runs they down the stairs. program to be able to hold down to go down the stairs perfectly fine and you'll turn all on your own but if you just hold up to go up the stairs you just run into the wall and it's like it would have taken 15 minutes to just copy the same system that maybe you had for maybe them. Maybe it's the camera, because the camera is like snake running towards the camera, so they just like keep moving the camera. And yeah, that's and even I if you know. try to go up the stairs, like 
it's hard to guess where the turn is. So you end up turning before the turn of the stairs and you'll just like go into first person all of a sudden and scares you. That was my <sighs> Yeah, I can't defend that. Because I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. Like going up the stairs is much more of a chore in terms of navigating it than it is going down. But if you have chaff grenades and enough health, you'll make your way down to the bottom. Oh my uh, god, could you imagine being stuck at the top of the tower with no yeah. chaff grenades and no health? There's nothing up there. Yeah. Oh shit, I didn't even... Oh no, wait, no, because your health replenishes when you defeat the, the bosses. Yeah, so you have full health at this point. So, so you'll have health, but you won't have the chaff grenades. Okay, that's cool. Uh, Otacon did fix the, fix the helicopter. Jesus. Otacon did fix the, the elevator. You go down and it's working. Uh, but as you enter, something happens. A sound goes off and Snake is confused. Mm-hmm. Convenient. And Otacon's like, hey, Snake. I had all these cloaking uh, suits, oh. and now they're all gone. Weird. That's weird. Which, yeah, weird so they he... happen to to find their way onto enemies that are in the elevator we're in. So Otacon's he... the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> he he calls you up, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I had five stealth camos in my lab. I used one of them, um, and I've been using one of them the whole time. And I went back to the lab to get you one, and the other four have." gone and so there's this little conversation and then snake asks about the weight limit he's like you know did the weight limit alarm go off when you enter like, how much lift? do you weigh and he's like 120 pounds Otacon's like i may be a weeb but come on <laughs> and uh and then he basically screams into the code yeah the, the like, mic like out closes up you. on his face oh, oh, i love that i love that it literally like zooms in so you can see his nose and half of each eye and he's like <laughs> snake behind you um and then uh, it pans out and there are four people in what should be stealth camo but they're very clearly visible even yeah. without the thermal goggles um uh, I, and they're like time you, to die you're telling me that Otacon, the boy who designed the giant mech of doom who supposedly didn't know that they were going to put nuclear missiles on it is not the bad guy the giant mech creator who's also a weeb and watches Japanese anime and probably is like rooting for the bad guys in that based on his personality. Also, who's in love with Sniper Wolf, a woman who has killed countless amounts of people. Who is the bad guy, technically. Who is the bad guy. And then all of a sudden, his magical mech suits end up on four soldiers in the same goddamn elevator that we're in. And he's like, oh no, I guess you're going to die now. Snake. Mm hmm. Yeah, suspicious. I'm not saying anything because we do yeah. have one final leg. So oh, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a twist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and he's like, he tries to get sympathy because he's like, my family's always been by nuclear bombs. No, but who knows? His grandfather was probably like, like you know, he's like, oh, he's part of the Manhattan Project. He regrets. It. He probably didn't regret it. He was like, yeah, let's <laughs> blow up the Japanese. <laughs> Fucking assholes. Anyway, <laughs> um, I struggle. No, with I this have a lot. Oh, actually. okay. Yeah. The note I have for this is stealth camo suck my thermal imaging. Um, because it's... thermal goggles are just OP in this section. They, they really are. But that still doesn't help the fact that these guys are so hard to kill. It yeah, says, so it's... Yeah, it no, says to on. use the, the, the FAMAS as, as one of the, the better weapons. I kept running out of ammo too, so that was my first problem. Uh, and I don't know if you can kill them by just you know punching them, but I, I died a lot in this elevator. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, I used thermal imaging and I 
was basically like, I'm going to use the FAMAS, and what I was doing is I was... Because they run around, all four of them right. run around this bloody elevator. They all have guns, they're all shooting steel. at you as well. And so what I did was I tried to get it so that one or two of them were lined up, and I just fully autoed them with the FAMAS. And that was kind of how I got around it. But this is a bit of a pain, this section. Um, so as I was saying, we was doing the elevator. I lined up the people, like one or two of them in a row, and just famassed them down. It's very hard. It's very finicky because they like to run around and not stay still. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I can see this game is this this section is a pain in the ass because you're yeah. this isn't a big elevator uh yeah yeah it barely fits the five people that are in it which and if you like if you're using just your, your fist to punch them if they get knocked down they'll bump into the other ones and they'll knock the other ones down yeah, too really which... the best approach here is to try to like trap two of them in one corner and two of them in another corner and just like punch the two knock them in the corner turn back punch the two until the elevator reaches the ground floor that seemed to be the method we took which eventually worked after yeah, many eventually, deaths eventually you killed him and you make your way to the very bottom of the elevator floor uh, there's some ammo and rations down here but afterward you go through another corridor which leads to outside in the snow field and starting the second boss fight with sniper wolf um, this one is, is it's very similar to the first one it, you're, you're kind of in a larger area than just the corridor that you were in before this big snowfield, she's hiding behind trees. There's hills and stuff like that that you have to um, lean up against to see kind of her position. But it's, in my experience, similar to the first one, once I was able to find her and shoot her, I could just follow her with my scope mm-hmm. and, and kill her and stuff like that. So it, was, it wasn't any more difficult than the first one yeah. was. Yeah, I mean, so this... Uh, but just before that, so you run out into this like snowfield and you can hear the wolves and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like this big uh, base with these buildings on the other side. And Snake will you'll run, um, and Snake will get shot. And then you'll call Archon, and you'll be like, is there stealth camo? Was there only five? And he's like, yeah, there was only five. And Snake's like, don't fucking lie to me. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, right, there's only five. And he's like, okay, so it's not stealth camo. And that's when you cotton on this sniper wolf, and Archon begs you not to kill her. Um, but the worst, literally, realistically, worst. realistically, you don't have a choice. You know, it's is kill or be yeah. killed. She's gonna shoot you. You're gonna have to try and def- not defend yourself. You're gonna have to try and kill her before she kills you. Right. Also, uh, number one rule of being a sniper, and I know nothing about snipers, but I know this <laughs> is to not give away your position. Oh, she and, cuts uh, in, doesn't she? Also, the wolves are like howling where she is, so it's like. Whee! And you're like, oh, I wonder, I wonder who this is. I wonder where this is coming from. I thought she cut in. She cut in when um, Otacon and Snake are talking, and she yeah. cuts in, and she's like, "You men, you know nothing." Um, <laughs> yep, pretty much. Her and whole, she's her like, whole character. Yeah, and Otacon's like, "No, Sniper Wolf, why are you doing this?" And she's like, "Shut up, simp." Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. There's also something she says earlier in a previous conversation that's like. Uh, Something really just oh, it's like oh, everyone knows that women have more patience than men. Oh yeah, and it and like no one reacts to it. No one even says anything. It just sits there. It lingers in the air. <laughs> that is her character. It's just declarative statements that no one responds to. Yeah, yeah. She um, I I mean, it's this is the boss fight that if you liked the first one, you'll like this one. Yeah, it's it's this not one, very different from the first. It's one. not very different. Like you said, there's a bigger area and. 
it's a bit more difficult because she has more hiding spaces just because right. it's it's a wider area. She's not stuck on this narrow platform. Um, but same principle, if you can keep track of her, you can kill her. Mm-hmm. Not very hard. She doesn't bring anything new to the fight, which I feel is kind of a disappointment because... Yeah. Aside from just the environment being different and it's more open, her herself, she just hides behind trees and then peeks out from them and tries to shoot you and you shoot her. Also, she's it. supposed to be the best sniper in the world. You have literally the greatest setup ever, which is a black target and a white background because it's snow <laughs> outside. Like, I understand it's a game, but like... She's in white and white, yeah. Just what? She's in more. No, Ben? Oh, guys? Benjamin? Benjamin? Oh, Benjamin? Hello? How are you? Oh, you're back. She has what? She has more what? No, I said she's white. Uh, white outfit on a white background. Oh, yeah, exactly. We're much easier to see than than us seeing her. We're much easier to see than... Also, if we were smart, we would have taken one of the suits off of the guards that we knocked out. Knocked out in Chilled. the in the elevator. elevator. Yeah. I don't know. I couldn't think of that. <laughs> oh god, yeah. Of course, there was four stealth camo kids. We could have put yeah, four on. We could have. Well, okay, that wouldn't have done anything. <laughs> That's That's super it works. I think they cancel each other out, honestly. Uh, <laughs> but if you put those on, then she really couldn't have seen us, and then we could have just easily like, walked her. up to her and killed her. Yeah. Maybe she's a thermal scope. Maybe she'd be able to see us. But also, yeah. like with with you, unless you're like in first person, like through your the scope of your sniper, like if you just hold triangle and go into first person, it's like pitch black. Like you can see like the snow, but like everything in the direction where you were looking, it's just black. Like you can't really see anything. Mm-hmm. Just like okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, this is yeah. Like I said, if you liked the first one, you'll like this one. Yeah, it's not. I'm I'm not interested in the boss fight itself. I'm much more interested in the backstory and the lore that comes afterwards. Poor sniper wolf. Eventually, you do kill her. You beat her, and she's she's bleeding out on the ground. And you walk up to her, and Otacon comes, and he's like, "How, how dare you!" And he's very upset that we uh... the worst. <laughs> yeah, she's like coughing up blood and all kinds of stuff. And if I remember correctly, her her backstory is that she was she was like raised in a war torn country or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And her family were killed, and she was essentially taken in by Big Boss because she had no family. Mm-hmm. And he trained her to become the sniper. And so, because she was a child when she was brought in by Big Boss, this is all she knows. She doesn't know anything else. All she knows is is killing. And yeah, it kind of humanizes her a bit. You kind of feel sorry for her. You kind of don't. It's well, I, I told Kai this too afterward. It's like the same thing with Psychomantis his situation it's like i mean they are terrible people and they've done bad things they've killed a lot of people but they have a troubled past that kind of maybe not necessarily justifies their actions but makes you understand them a little more i mean at least we don't know a ton about snake's background right now but we've also killed a lot of people and as far as i know right now i don't know why like he snake's just a soldier Uh, because nuclear holocaust yeah yeah. snake is just a soldier because he's a soldier like at least with Psychomantis and at least with uh, Sniper Wolf, like they have this backstory that like is understandable of their position that they're in. But I mean, we don't again. Know. Our dad died, <laughs> or we didn't know him, or something. I'm not sure how that connects, and we may have a brother, or probably not. I'm also not sure how that plays out. But exactly, we have issues. Okay. The, these characters so far have had more character development than Snake has had. Mm, surprise, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Snake is yeah. He's an interesting character for sure. 
Snakey snake. There's a conversation with Naomi and like she it's like right after I don't know when it happens, but she's pretty much asked Snake. She's like, Have you ever loved anyone? And then Snake is like, I I've been in too many wars. You learned not to trust people. And I'm like, oh God, all right. Calm down, you angsty little teenage boy. Yeah, he is the he is the quintessential cliche of a of a foot soldier. He really is. <laughs> I, I I this story has made me genuinely curious and wanting to play the rest of them. I I hope that Snake gets maybe some more character development as we go through and, and unpack this complicated narrative that is Metal Gear Solid. Um, yes, yeah, I'll take that. So <laughs> it's um. Yes. It's, it's one of those things like Metal Gear 2, he's kind of in it, but it was mainly Raiden who was like yeah. the, the character of that game. Raiden Metal was Gear not the Cyber Ninja. No, you were wrong. Mm-hmm. I was wrong. Metal Gear 3 is the story of big boss. what they call Naked Snake, which is oh. the big, which is big Boss. Oh, that sounds right. Um, and then Metal Gear 4 is Solid Snake, his story, and the finale to his story. Which apparently is awful from the community yes. standpoint. We're just going to breeze over. There's a character called Naked Snake and no one's going to mention that. <laughs> Porn well, ass called, name. He's called Naked Snake because he enters a jungle with no weapons, no means of survival, and is expected to to stop a communist uprising. And he also snuggles snakes while he's naked. He's also naked, so that's fun. He's naked because he has no weapons. You can make him naked. If you wanted oh. to, uh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> that that game was like that's why the, one of the reasons why people love it because it's <laughs> not because you can make him naked. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's okay, sure. But because in that game there's no radar. Oh, interesting. There's no mm. radar, and you can also obtain different camos, and you can use the camos to blend into the environment. That's pretty cool. So, say so during wanna... the flesh orgy scene, <laughs> really yeah. blends in. Really blends in. Yeah, it's like you you don't know where Snake starts and someone else stops. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that game introduced a lot of mechanics. Uh, Metal Gear 4, really not the best in the franchise, um, but it does wrap up Solid Snake's story in a nice way. Is Solid Snake not the main character of Phantom Pain? No, so, uh, Metal Gear... Uh, wait, let me think. Metal Gear 5 Phantom Pain is Big Boss. That's oh, so, so you know when you have a phantom pain in your naked snake, you know, you should probably go get that checked out. So, by a so the, the way the way it basically works is that Big Boss is he starts off in Metal Gear Solid 3, something happens, he basically defects and starts his own like mercenary group. Which is Foxhound, right? So he starts Diamond Dogs. Okay. Which, which is um Diamond Dogs? Yeah, it's a David Bowie reference. Huh. Uh, it's the name of one of the albums. Kojima is like a big, big fan. There's a lot of references throughout the franchise to, to David Bowie. Interesting. Um, so he starts Diamond Dogs, and then that leads on... Metal Gear Solid Five leads on to the events of Metal Gear, which oh. is when Solid Snake gets introduced. And then Metal Gear 2 is Big Boss being defeated at Zanzibar. And then yeah, that brings us back round to full circle, yeah. Doesn't Liam Neeson play the character in that uh, game? Kiva Sutherland. Oh, wow. Kiva Sutherland plays... <laughs> Man, uh, I was wrong. You were very wrong. <laughs> which are pissed off a lot of people, because David Hayter is considered the voice Snake. Of, of Snake. Yeah, yeah but um, when you got Kiefer Sutherland, I mean... <laughs> 
but I get it. I get I get people. But that's it. That's we've defeated Sniper Wolf, and there's a couple things you can do now that you have. You can get access to kind of the buildings that are around this snowy area. Uh, you can pick up a new cardboard box. There's rations. There's ammo. Um, and this is when you were, have to insert the second disc. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is really interesting to do on the PlayStation 1 Classic because there's literally a button that you press to like swap the discs on games. Which, which is I, so unnecessary. <laughs> like that was extra <laughs> programming. Yeah, 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 it was extra programming they it had to be, literally do to just be like... I don't know if it's just two, but I know that Final Fantasy VII has multiple disc, discs. Maybe it's three. <laughs> <laughs> they have many naked snakes. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah next is is disc two and the remainder of metal gear solid yeah that's so, the finale next week guys yeah next week is the final leg um we are going to basically what is happening at the minute is that we know the terrorists have both codes we know they're getting ready to launch the nuke and so we are going to the underground base to use the power key to override the launch and basically stop the launch of the nuke and i believe also we need to destroy metal gear and so what happens is uh we are going to attempt to do that there's a lot of plot there's a lot of as much as there's a lot of plot there is a lot of weaving together everything that's happened so far to understand the full big picture more dialogue that you have to remember so keep that in mind yeah i will happily talk you through all of it but um (laughs) next week's gonna be wild i'm excited i'm pumped uh the next interstitial game we're going to play is another playstation one game called intelligent cube uh so if you guys want to get that now emulated it's on the ps1 classic so it's if you already have that it's easy to do but we'll talk a little bit about more of that and what we're going to be doing that in next week's episode in the finale of metal gear solid um that's it that's all she wrote that's all we have for you guys today make sure to follow us on social media you still in- haven't come up with an intro if you bless an intro or an outro an outro sorry no no, no i just wing it every single time <laughs> be sure to follow us on social media Play along pod on Instagram and Twitter, and that's all we have for you guys today. His outro involves uh, saying that's it like six times until he feels like we (laughs) really get that this is it. Guys, that's it. He's like, it's it. That's it. That's where we're stopping. Next week, that's it. (laughs) Follow us on social media. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) These outros have no structure. They're Mm -hmm. just that. Do you guys have anything to add? Anything you want to say? Free jazz. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's it for this week. Done. I was talking to Ben. I wasn't actually talking. To ben. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're trying to come up with some way of like we'll work out somehow to be like we'll worm. We'll play, play along with you guys the... next time. There you go. There I didn't see the proof. Okay, we're out of here. Peace. <laughs> Bye. Oh, Bye. one last thing. Oh, that's it. I hate you. <laughs> see you guys next week on Play Along Podcast, where we play along with. <laughs> 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 Got it. Okay. (laughs)